music now. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, ladies. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this Monday, March 11, 2019, and as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas, guess what, a huge success, right? Well, ladies, happy Monday. I trust that you all had a fantastic weekend and that you also took some time to actually joy pamper yourself. Now, always as a reminder here at Successful Woman Radio, we want to remind you to review your calendar for the week if you did not already do so on yesterday. You know, it's so important to ensure that all of the activities that you have planned for this week are actually contributing to your goals that you want to accomplish by Friday. Now, I know that sounds simple, right? You know what goals you want to accomplish and you just go make it happen, right? Well, think again. It's not so easy. Sometimes it's the most simplest of things that become the most complex because things that you have to get done often uh, are layered, right? You have multiple tasks that have to happen. And so it's important to make sure that you have everything outlined in your calendar. Again, making sure that you not only have what it is that you want to accomplish, but that you have actually lists and itemized tasks that are going to support that happening. And don't forget, you also have to make sure to decide on whether you are going to actually delegate to um, someone to help you with your task or whether you are going to keep the task and do it yourself. You know, the one thing that I personally experience is even when I decide that I'm going I realize that it takes me longer. Here's why. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, well, I know how to knock that out right quick. You know, I need a quick form. I can just knock that out on the computer. And so because I'm thinking that I know how to do it so well and can knock it out, I keep pushing it off, trying to handle other important things in the business that I need to take care of, and what what happens, that simple task now becomes a complex task, and when I need, for example, a form or something that I should have done, it's not done. So, again, I want to forewarn you all on that and make sure you understand that now is the time for you to go ahead and put together a support team. I call it a power team of individuals that can help you move your business along faster. Uh, Most of you who listen to the show are solo entrepreneurs, but what you need to understand is that even though you are a solo entrepreneur, it does not mean that you are supposed to work alone, right? It doesn't mean that you have to do everything by yourself. Again, I was talking to someone just this past weekend, and and she was telling me about, you know, how difficult it has been for her to really get into the CEO mindset of doing things. And she was saying uh, it didn't seem like it was that difficult for her husband who's in business. It didn't seem difficult for him to do it at all. And um, she was wondering why was it so difficult for her to move into the CEO mindset? Well, guess what, guys? A lot of time is difficult 
to move into the CEO mindset for women is because of how we are created. We were created and made to be supporters, to be helpmates, to be nurturers. That's a part of our DNA. That's a part of who God made us to be. But he also made us to be leaders. But somehow we allow that nurturing. We allow that uh, desire to take care of everything and everybody except for what's important to us. We allow that to take us over, right, to overwhelm us. And so as a result, most of the time when women start business, they in the labor role. We keep ourselves in that busy role, but we are not growing our businesses. That requires us to be in the entrepreneur visionary role. So, again, this is very, very key, and I want you guys to understand that every Sunday evening, it is incredibly important that you take some quiet time to review your calendar and just ask yourself one simple question. Are the activities and things that I have listed in my calendar, are they actually supporting what it is that I want to happen by Friday weekend? Um, because if not, you've got to go back to the drawing board and make it happen for yourself. A lot of the time, it is what we don't list out. It's what we're not focusing on um, that is a huge reason why we are not accomplishing our goals. So, you guys have been far along, fair warned, and I want you guys to really start paying attention and focus on your calendar and your time management. You know Coach Trina is going to tell you right, right? You know I'm going to shoot straight from the hip and I'm going to make it happen for you guys because it's so very, very key that you set the right foundation under yourself, especially when you're trying so hard to be successful and generate that income that you desire this year in 2019. So I can't tell you enough about the importance, right, the importance of pre-planning, of becoming a queen of proactivity and making things happen ahead of time. Very, very key. Um, I also want to remind everyone as well is that as we come into spring, it is not only time to do spring cleaning at home, but it's also time to do some spring cleaning of your mind as you move forward. You know, you need to take a look at um, where, have you, where have you gone so far from January through March? What have you accomplished in your business? Have you seen an increase in your income? Are you meeting your sales goals? This is the time right now, and I'm, I'm real serious, guys. Listen. This is the time right now for you to be evaluating first quarter. You cannot afford to move past March without some proper planning for the rest of the year. You can't allow yourself to just keep going on month after month and not seeing results. Uh, and, of course, this is going to require you to get in the CEO role, which is why it's so important for you to understand the three most important roles that every business must play. If you haven't gone out, get yourself a copy of the book, E-Myth, by Michael Gerber. Gerber spelled just like the baby food, right? Um, this book I have, I have based the largest part of my coaching off of, I have been reading this book over and over again for like the last 12-plus years, if not longer, and um, the book has changed my life in so many ways and helped me to understand the core foundation of what needs to happen in building systems for your business to run off of. And so, again, um, there was no need for me to write uh, a book about it because Michael Gerber has done an excellent job in writing what needs to happen 
in your business in order for you to start growing your business. And in the book, he talks about three very important roles. Uh, he calls them uh, labor technician, management, a manager, and entrepreneur visionary. Um, and those are the three most pivotal roles that must be played in the business. And you don't get to choose one out of the three. Even if you are a solo entrepreneur, you must be playing all three of those roles. And so you have to learn how to determine what percentage of those roles you need to be playing based on the need of your business, not based on your needs, but based on the need of the business, which is so very, very important. But I will say this. I think it's key, even if you are a solo entrepreneur, for you to get yourself to the 50% mark in playing the entrepreneur visionary role. So exactly what does that mean? Well, it really means that every week there's a certain number of hours that you are committing to your business, right? You are doing that. You have committed and decided on the number of work hours per week that you are contributing, investing into your business. Okay, out of that number of hours, then you have to determine how many of those hours are going to be contributed to labor, manager, entrepreneur, visionary. For some of you, you have a virtual assistant and you have other people that are helping you on the labor end, so you may not need to do the labor at all. So then you've got 100% of your time that needs to be divided up between manager, entrepreneur, visionary. For some people, they have to play the labor, so then they'll have to provide um, or they'll have to decide on a, how they're going to divide up that 100% of the hours that they've committed. Uh, they have to decide how they're going to divide those hours up between the three, labor, manager, entrepreneur, visionary. So very, very key. I think one of the reasons why entrepreneur, visionary, which is, by the way, to me, the most important of the three roles, I think one of the reasons why women find it so hard to get into that role is because, they think that when they get into entrepreneur visionary role, which is planning, right, um, preparing um, and deciding or making decisions and that kind of thing, most women feel like, well, that's not making me any money. I need to get busy. I need to be doing something in order to feel like something is moving, something is happening. And so as a result, the labor role gives most women that feeling, and so they just keep on and not realize that, hey, that can't happen. Let me give you guys an example of what I'm talking about, right? So let's just say, for example, and you know I always like to use the gift basket owner. Mary, the gift basket owner, the labor role for her is actually making gift baskets. So, oh, Mary just loves making the baskets, touching the cellophane paper, putting the different gift items into the gift basket, selecting them. She loves that part of the business. So let's say for right now, Mary has a lot of orders coming in because prior to her, you know, being busy, busy in that labor role, she was doing some marketing, she was making some decisions, uh, and so she stirred up a lot of activity. So now she is reaping the benefit from all of that activity because she has orders coming in, but guess what? She dropped the ball on the management entrepreneur visionary side, so marketing has stopped. Um, she's no longer planning and trying to figure out how to keep the business moving. She's just in her shop making gift baskets. And, oh, she's having such a wonderful, great time making all of those gift baskets, the pretty paper, the pretty ribbon, everything is going so well. But now she's come to the last customer's order, um, and she's just got a few more orders that are trickling in, and all of a sudden, bam, things stop. 
the phone stopped ringing, the emails slowed down tremendously, and Mary is just really in the world is happening here. I don't have any, any business coming in. All of a sudden, I had a lot of business. Now everything tapered off, and I don't have that much business coming in. Well, guess what? It's because she abandoned the manager and the entrepreneur visionary role, right? And when you abandon those roles, you are going to get a screeching halt in your business. Your income is going to start. So that is why I really talk a lot about, you know, making sure that you have balanced those three roles and that you are playing the entrepreneur visionary role. I talk about it all the time. Now, why is that? Why do I talk about it so much? Because there's still a massive amount of businesswomen that are out there, people that I know, clients, members of women about this, that are not practicing that. And as soon as they have their aha moment and understand that, things start changing. So you really have to keep marketing. You really have to keep planning. Um, and what happens nine times out of ten, a lot of the times, is that most businesswomen will move into the entrepreneur visionary role during an emergency. Oh, all of a sudden, I have no money coming in. I can't meet my account's payable expenses. You know, um, things are happening, and I'm feeling stressed out. I've got to figure out what to do. That is actually the entrepreneur visionary role, but you need to be figuring that out before things happen. You need to be able to have what I, I call and talk about a bird's eye view over your business, and that's not going to happen if you don't consistently have a scheduled amount of hours that you contribute to the entrepreneur visionary role. So you guys probably can hear the passion in my voice when we talk about it. Um, it's because I've been there, done that. I've failed at businesses before. i I've had issues where business stopped because I'm not actually marketing the business because I've allowed myself to slip back into the labor role too much. And so, again, this is why you always have to keep yourself in check. This is why you always have to make sure that um, you have some type of checklist, that you have some type of daily system that you're able to look at and um, check off whether or not you have did certain things, you know. Your entrepreneur visionary days may be Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or you may only have one day that you contribute a full eight hours to entrepreneur visionary. But I'm letting you know right now, guys, this is a role that must be played, right? And many of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, Women about this number, Teresa Right, Johnson says, yes, been there, done that. Thanks for helping me know how to put the power team together. Absolutely, Teresa. By the way, Teresa, congratulations. I know that you had a conference making money out of the box in South Carolina this past weekend. Can't wait to hear about it. Um, so, again, guys, make sure you check out your planner. Make sure that you completely understand what is supposed to be happening this week, who's supposed to be helping you, and what your goals are by Friday, what is supposed to be happening. Um, for those of you that are new, I see that our Blog Talk radio board is completely tapped out. Bravo. I'm so excited about that. When we have, um, you know, people who are sharing um, the show, I'm very, very glad. So uh, Blog Talk radio platform is tapped out. Um, if you have people that you are sharing the show with, um, tell them to go ahead and go to Facebook and look up the Women About Biz group and ask for, and we will go ahead and get them in so they can listen 
on a live basis. Or if you're listening to Black Talk Radio, you're in front of your computer and you're a member of the Women About Biz group, go ahead and um, log on and maybe free that line for someone who doesn't have access. So, again, I want to thank everybody, and we have so many people that are listening via blog talk. Listen, I want to just quickly share what Successful Woman Radio is all about, what it's supposed to be about. Well, Successful Woman Radio, first of all, is 11 years old. Yay! Okay, we've had more than a half million downloads. So blessed and thankful to God for allowing me to have this platform and spreading good information out to women who are looking to be in a positive environment. And so Successful Woman Radio, again, is a cross between a talk show, a radio show, and let's just say a televised webinar, right? Uh, I try to give information that you can put to use right away. Uh, I am not a fluff, fluff person that's going to tell you a whole lot of information that sounds good, but then when you look at it, you don't have the steps in order to complete something and implement it in your business. Nope, not with me. You're going to get the meat. You're going to get the information that you need to succeed, and that's what the show is all about. It is the flagship show for the main website, womenaboutbiz.net, where we help women start and grow businesses, helping women through a cash flow process that we use to uh, create six- and seven-figure incomes. And that's the name of the game. And so, again, this year, it is really about you making those changes in your life and your business that you need to just really see some good income come your way. And a lot of the times, um, it really is not going to happen until you really embrace being the CEO, the leader of your business. There's no time for you um, to just be the laborer in your business. You must become also the manager and the entrepreneur visionary. And, of course, the entrepreneur visionary is the most important role because through the, through the vision of what it is that you want to experience, everything else actually happens. So, again, I want to thank everyone, and I want to really make sure that you know um, that it's time. It is time for you to be successful more so than ever in 2019. Heck, it's time for you to see some money. Can I get an amen from those of you who are listening on Facebook Live? Hey, look. It's time to see some money. It's time for you to, to not just have enough to pay your bills, but to have an overflow. So it's so very, very important, and I am excited. I'm very, very excited about all of you who are listening this, this year because I've got so much to share with you, so many interesting things that I think you are really going to like. Hey, a big shout-out to Charlene Lakers. Hey, Charlene, my friend up in California. I am hoping to get to California real soon. I miss it so very, very much. So what I want to do right now is I want to go ahead and I want to go over the five questions of leadership and authority. I've had a lot of emails from people asking me for clarity on, on different things on this. Um, but know that every Monday I read these particular questions over again, and I may cover them in some different aspects, but it's still the same questions. And what's going to happen is, is that these questions are to help you to become the CEO and the leader that you need to be. They are meant to Spark your aha moments to help you to fine-tune and hone in on the skills that you need to become the best leader you possibly can be for your business, right? And so you're not always going to get the same 
answer to the questions that you have. You're not always going to get that. And so, again, let me just go ahead and start with question number one in the five questions of leadership and authority. Number one, am I clear on the role, on my role as CEO of my company? So am I clear on my role as CEO of my company? You know, guys, hey, this question, you might say, sure, when someone starts a business, they should be automatically clear on what it is that they are trying to do. But that's not necessarily the case. Um, I have become cloudy and, and not so clear a lot of times as far as my role as CEO of my businesses. It's happened to me often, right? Um, but when you do become cloudy and unclear, you need to have something to go back to to get you back on the straight and narrow. What is that? That is going to be a position description, something that is going to help you to stay on the narrow path and stay focused on what it is that you're supposed to be paying attention to as the CEO of your company. So if you have not, again, prepared a position description, now is the time to do it, guys. What are you waiting on? You've got to get it done. Here's number two. What are my business priorities? Well, what are your priorities? Do you know what they are? What should you be focusing on? Now, earlier in the show, we talked about how important it is for every Sunday for you to review your calendar and make sure that you have tasks that are in your calendar listed to support the goals that you want to accomplish by weekend, right? Usually that's Friday for most business people. So again, to know what your priorities are. What are, what are your sales goals for the week? What are you trying to do? What tasks need to happen? What follow-up do you need to um, have take place? That's very, very key. And then number three is, do I have a birth eye view, right, of the following areas, marketing, sales, follow-up, my power team, do you have a bird's eye view of those things? Meaning, a bird's eye view simply means just to be able to look down and to see what is actually happening in your business at a glance. And you can do that by creating a quick checklist for yourself in an Excel spreadsheet or a Google sheet. Um, you can create a checklist in a word processor document and print it off for yourself and have one available to you. There's a lot of ways that you could do this. Whatever is most convenient for you, let's make it happen in having that bird's eye view. Here's number four. Am I allowing my power team to work for me and helping me to implement my tasks, to follow up, um, to increase my sales, to generate leads? Um, do you have a power team, right? Don't forget, that power team is that support group of individuals. Usually they are professionals in their own right who can help you get things done at a faster pace, shorten that learning curve, and push your business forward. And that's what you're needing to do. Last but not least, in the five questions of leadership and authority is, do I have a delegation system in place to date my power team? Okay? And we talked about um, the delegation, how important that is, and I, I gave you guys the definition between delegation and abdication. So I'm not going to cover that today. But, again, uh, I want you to understand that the goal is to be a delegator, an incredible delegator, and not an advocator, okay? Very, very key. So there you have it, five questions of leadership and authority. And remember, you have the power to create your abundance. You have the power to create your success in this business. 
And you must do it by becoming the leader of your business, the CEO of your business. You know, the funny thing about being successful and making money, and I told somebody, I just said these very words um, last week to someone, that becoming wealthy, making money does not require money. It requires your mind. How about that, right? Making money doesn't require money. It requires your mind. It requires so much of a positive mindset that is utilizing the right habits to create money, to create success. And a lot of the times I know that um, when you are leading your business, many of you may not have the right habits to be the leader that your business needs to have. And so it's not just becoming any type of leader or leader in general. It's becoming the leader that your business needs. And if you don't know what that is, then guess what? Back to the drawing board you go, my sister, so that you can learn what that means. It is 25 minutes after the hour of 12. We've got about 35 more minutes left in the Successful Woman Radio Show. Don't flash off if you're listening on Facebook Live. Don't hang up if you're listening on Blog Talk Radio. Got so much more to share with you, and I'm so excited that all of you are here with me today. Again, for those of you that don't know who I am, like, who is this lady? I am Trina Newby, CEO and founder of Women About Biz. I have been a consultant and coach for 25-plus years, right? Am I giving away my age? Yeah, I think that I am. But I am so excited and so happy to even be here, praise God, right? Um, I am just a mere three years from being 60 years old, and I am so grateful that God has given me my reasonable portion of health that um, I can keep sharing this information with you. And for those of you who are much younger and coming up in the world of business, that I can give my talent, my wisdom, and make sure that you don't necessarily go down the same road, right? And so that is what it is all about. And so don't hang up. Don't touch that phone dial. Just stay right where you are because we have got more good information that you can put to use. Okay, so guys, right quick, I want to give you guys some good resources that I have learned about, right? And um, I am actually looking at my cell phone right now because I have a really, really super good app that I want to share with you guys. Um, If you are really planning this year to do more videos and you want those videos to look professional, like you want to change the background on your video, you want to do some other things, like uh, if you you have a lot of words and different things that you need to read, this particular app will also – allow you to have a teleprompter, meaning the words will come through on the screen so you can continue to look forward on the screen um, on your iPhone or your iPad, notepad, Android phone um, without you having to look away. So it all automatically has a built-in teleprompter, and it has uh, a background changer where you can change your background. I mean, look, I'm just going to tell you guys right now, Technology is off the chain right now, okay? And a lot of the things that are out there that are available are free. That's what's so amazing about it. I mean, starting with Google, my hat's off to Google. Google, you guys, I love you. Because uh, Google has made it so possible for somebody who is on a low budget to really run their business A-plus with all of the uh, features that Microsoft Office would have, Google provides it at no cost at all. So like I'm saying, 
Um, there's some incredible stuff out here, but the name of the app in question that I was just sharing, where if you are planning to do more videos from your phone, the social media, to get the word out there, and as you guys know, video is what's happening, then you want to check out and download Big U, that's spelled B-I-G, B as in Victor, U as in Umbrella, Big U. Check that out. Pull up that app. Take a look at it. Go on YouTube. Take a look at their sample demo that they talk about. Awesome, right? So take a look at Big View. And then there's another app that I want to share with you guys that um, I just absolutely love. I'm trying to find it right now. Hopefully I'll be able to find it. Here it is. Now, you know, Blog Talk has it going on still. A lot of people don't like Blog Talk, um, but I do. I like it for what it's supposed to do, and that is to be able to do a live broadcast. But there is a new podcast player that is now available where you can actually do your podcast on your telephone. You can have music before and after. They even provide different types of music for you to play before and after your show. And you can do it all from the convenience of your cell phone, and it is called Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R, Anchor. Awesome, awesome app. I absolutely love it. I'm going to be using it and testing it out for a few other things that I am doing. Um, So, again, you know, a lot of people say, you know, I don't want to have a radio show. I don't want to do videos. But, listen, here's the thing. You know, women, we have been left behind enough where technology is concerned. You know, when the Internet first started, I was right there. Being truthful, I should be a millionaire just from being at the top of the curve when the Internet was first coming on because my husband and I have always used technology from day one. I mean, again, I'm aging myself here, but, guys, when there was no PC at all, my husband and I were using a tape recorder with a cassette and a monitor to be on the Internet, right? I mean, think about that. We, we were using it that far back. So, again, um, I have been there from the very, very beginning, even before the beginning. I mean, I was using CompuServe. I was, I was a member um, of a lot of, uh, networking groups that were just using the phone and, um, you know, and going online. So, again, um, this is amazing to me to see technology blossom like this. And now is the time for us to be taking advantage of all of this technology because right now you can do your own radio show platform in many ways. You can do a podcast, which means to pre-broadcast. You know, check out Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R, download it on your phone. Oh, my gosh, you can have a show up in in less than an hour. This is amazing, right? And then the other um, app that I want you guys to check out for for your phone is called Big View. If you're planning on doing video broadcasts of any kind, oh, my gosh, they have just solved a huge problem and saved us hundreds if not thousands of dollars by being able to create our own video broadcast complete with headers and titles on the screen, a whole different background, all from the doggone cell phone. How about that? Is that crazy or what? So, again, I wanted to bring that to you, ladies, because I know these things are just now now happening. Here's one other thing um, that I want to tell you guys about. 
I'm going to be writing an article about it and getting it up on the Women About Biz blog. But there's something new coming out that's similar to Bitcoin that I think is probably going to be a lot bigger. It is called Initiative Q, Q as in question. That is the name of it. It's called Initiative Q, and it was created by the creators, the, the founders of PayPal. They, you know, PayPal was eventually sold to eBay, and it owns PayPal now, um, but, or vice versa. But these individuals found Initiative Q, um, and it is going to be a, an exchange platform for future currency. And so I don't know if you guys realize it, but if you had bought into or had points as an owner of Bitcoins when it first started, hands down, you would be a multimillionaire right now. And so here we are on the top of the curve of some things that's going on with currency, and I want you guys to take a look at initiativeq.com. Again, initiative, I N. I-T-I-A-T-I-D-E, the letter Q, dot com, initiative Q, dot com. I want you guys to be paying attention to it. I want you guys to be reading up on it. I want you to check it out because it is something to pay attention to. Now, you know what? I'm, all, I'm on top of it already, right? It doesn't cost you anything to sign up on the site to receive more information and be a part of the Initiative Q network. So I suggest that you guys hop on that and do that. Don't say anything to me if in two years from now, Initiative Q is all over the stock market, all on CNN, Bloomberg Television, and you guys are like, gosh, Trina, missing that to us when that first came out. Jump on it now. It's not going to cost you anything, but time to jump on it. Initiative Q, okay? And uh, as I get good information to bring to you, ladies, I am going to make sure that you actually have it. And so I wanted to bring those things to you because it's so very, very important. Now I want to go ahead and get right into some things that are happening over at Women About Biz. Um, as you know, we are doing the 100K campaign all throughout this year. What that means is 100,000 women in the Women About Biz Facebook community. And I want you guys to imagine 100,000 women in the Women About Biz Facebook community. Uh, if, if anybody knows how to create and bring in a large number of people, I do. Because I created Women About Biz from ground zero, and I grew it from uh, just a few women attending a network event to thousands of women on a nationwide basis, and I should say international, because we do have members from Australia, Nigeria, Ghana, um, uh, Jamaica, Bahamas. Um, we have members from a lot of different places uh, that pay attention to women about this, listen to the Blog Talk radio show on Mondays. I get emails from all over. So uh, the 100K is about bringing 100,000 women into the Women About Biz Facebook community, creating one of the largest communities on Facebook. And it is a close, going to be a close private network, right? And so you can imagine 100,000 women that you will have access to all because you belong to the Women About Biz network, right? Now, this is not just to sell, 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 although promotion is a part 
of networking, but this is also about sharing resources. It's about lending a helping hand to other sisters in business who are really trying to make it happen for themselves. This is about support like never before, and it's about creating a support network where women not only, again, promote, but we truly know how to network. This is why um, this month our, our topic, our whole theme for this month is becoming a savvy networking woman um, because it is just that important, right? Um, and I can't talk enough about how key it is for you to become part of this 100K campaign. Now, to do so, simply go to womenaboutbiz.net, click on blog in the top menu bar, right? And I have an article about how you can become a part of the 100K campaign. It's not difficult. There's no money involved or anything like that. It's just simply you investing the time to share the 100K campaign and invite other women into the Facebook community so that we can start doing some incredible things. As you guys know, our group at Women About Biz and on Facebook is not about just promoting. It is about education. It is about sharing resources. It's about creating true sisterhood, a sorority of women that believe in helping one another, giving a, a, a helping hand, reaching out and generating six- and seven-figure incomes together, right? And that is what it is all about. And that is why it's so very, very key that you really take a look at um, the 100K campaign and jump on board. So, again, go to Women About Biz, that's B-I-Z as in zebra.net. Um, click on blog in the top menu bar and then click on the first blog article 100K campaign and you will learn and see about this incredible and phenomenal movement. You can automatically, if you're in Facebook Live, you can automatically start adding women to the Facebook Live group and inviting women to join, right? Um, but you can take it a step further and really become an official 100K campaign ambassador. Um, the, the, the logo, the information is there for you to download, suggestions and how to share is already there in the article, right? So very, very key, and I want you guys to get on board with that because it is us helping one another that's going to help us to reach our goals, right? And I can't talk about that enough. And we have got so many other businesswomen that are emailing me saying, hey, Trina, I'm inviting women to the Facebook Live group. I really believe in the 100K campaign. And listen, let me just tell you guys, if you, if you watch what I'm doing, you can duplicate it for your own self. You may not be trying to create a women's networking group, but it's nothing wrong with you creating an expert group for yourself, right, um, um, where you can educate people on what you have and truly, truly build your own personal tribe. So it's nothing wrong with that at all. And I like for Women About Biz to be a teaching platform um, so that you, as I see something that's successful and is working for me, you guys are going to get it as well, right? You can get it firsthand, which is so very, very key. Um, and then last but not least, I want to go ahead and remind you that if you have not signed up as a free member on the Women About Biz network on the actual website, please go ahead and do so because when I keep people in the loop and send out communications, I want you guys to get it too. Simply go to womenaboutbiz.net 
and hold your mouse over join today in the top menu bar and click on free membership and sign up, guys. And, you know, um, trust me, it is definitely well worth the sign up and the investment of your time to get signed up as a free member at Women About Biz. I want to go ahead right now, and I want to talk about something that's very, very key in becoming a savvy networking woman. Now, um, last week, I shared with you the different types of business networking. I wanted everyone to understand first that when you set your foundation and decide what type of networking events you're going to go to, you really need to know that there's about seven types of business networking, and I cover it from one-on-one networking all the way through virtual networking. So go back and listen to that previous broadcast. So today, I want to talk about a couple of things, right? I want to talk about Understanding the psychology of building relationships when you are networking with other people, whether it's men or women. And then I also want to talk to you about um, social networking and the etiquette that we need to be utilizing in social networking, okay? So what you need to understand about the psychology of building relationships is that when communicating and networking, you've got to understand that you cannot put all that you meet in one bucket. It just it doesn't work that way. You cannot not you can't expect everyone to give you a warm and friendly smile and definitely welcome you in and say, Oh girl, what you got to sell? Okay, give me three of those and two of those. That's just not gonna happen, you know? You may every blue moon meet someone uh upon first meeting and they say, I want some of that of what you have, right? But it's rare. It's rare, and you should know that it requires you to build relationships and to get to the point to where you can ask for the sale or recommend to somebody um, to, you know, purchase an item from you or to retain your services or what have you. And it also depends on the type of business you have and also the cost of an item. You know, it's much easier sometimes to sell an item that could be 5 to $50 than it is to sell something 100 to to $1,000, right? And so based on the product or service that you have, how you met the individual and the type of follow-up you do, that all dictates the amount of time it takes for you, if the person is interested in what you have, to close the sale and for that person to become a customer or client. So very, very key. Um, I see my phone buzzing here um, on chat. Someone just asked me a question. Trina, what is the difference between, oh, what's the difference between a customer and a client? Well, I'm glad that you mentioned that, you asked that question. So the difference between a customer and a client, usually a customer refers to retail. So anytime you have a product for sale, or it's a one-time sale, perhaps you have an online store and people are, uh, you don't know who they are, but they're coming and purchasing from you, usually that's what a customer is. Usually customer is used in the retail market, right? Uh, Client, however, is normally used when you're talking about services. Okay, uh, and it is not uh, unusual for somebody to be both a customer who's purchasing a product from you and a, a, a client who has retained a service and it's ongoing. So um, that's really the difference between customer and client. Usually a customer is someone that has purchased a product, 
you may not know them. Um, is some sometimes it could be a one-time sale, um, perhaps, but that usually customer refers to product-related businesses, and clients refer to um, service-related businesses. So that's why I always interchangeably use those two words, customer slash client, because um, they they have a little bit of a difference. Also, a client um, relationship usually is ongoing or for a length of time, whereas a customer relationship may not be. It may be a one-off, a one-on-one, one-time, um, or a one-time purchase, okay? Um, but either way, you can have recurring customers and you can have recurring clients. So um, it's important for you, the biggest thing is important for you to understand that it is going to take time for you to build those relationships, and it doesn't happen overnight. But I think there's a due to speed that up, to speed that up. And what, what is that? Number one, what you need to understand is that you're not trying to build a lifetime relationship uh, in one day, okay? But what you can do is build what I call a familiar relationship. Um, you can build that over a period of a couple of days to 30 days, right? How do you do that? Well, a familiar relationship, and, and I've termed that, is when you are providing quality, valuable information or product to someone, um, and you are doing it for the purpose of educating them, helping them to experience whatever it is that you have, um, and whatever you have given to them is proven itself to be true, so therefore it develops a sense of familiar trust in the mind of that individual, okay? And because they have that familiar trust, it speeds up the perception of who you are and what you do, and it can speed up the process of them becoming a customer client, right? And so that's what you need to understand in the psychology of building relationships. But you also need to understand in order to continue and have a, a lifetime or a long-time relationship with a customer or client, we're not talking about being best friends, we're talking about business now, a lifetime or a long-term relationship with a customer or client, that is going to require consistent and persistent communication. Can't talk about that enough and how key that really is. Okay, listen, people come from all walks of life, and each of them attend a networking function or event for their own personal reason. I can't, I can't talk enough about that, okay? People... Um, People come to networking events. Some of them come for the sales. Some of them come because they're trying to recruit other people to be in their business, right? Uh, some people come because they are desperate for a sale. They need money right away, and they happen to be thinking that a networking event with a whole bunch of people where they can get everybody's cards is the answer. Wrong, by the way. Um, so people come to networking events for different reasons. So what I, I have done is in my workbook called Savvy Networking 101, I created um, a, what I would consider four networking personalities, actually five, five networking personalities that I want you guys to know about. I'm going to quickly go over them, uh, but I want you to know about them, and I'm going to tell you the ones that I want you to be, okay? 
So the first networking personality type is called a social networker. These individuals really get a good feeling from being around people. They love to talk and have a great time. They can, they can be good for connecting with, but you must be willing to empower them with the knowledge and tools about business in order for them to see you and with others and for them to connect you with others. Um, the, the social networker, and I'm not talking about social networking online. I'm talking about a person who's bubbly, has a bubbly personality. They're friendly. They're very sociable. They're out there. They love being around people. These people are usually very hyper in personality. Hey, how are you doing? It's so good to see you. They're very hyper in personality, but they're also friendly, and they're also sincere. It's just they have a little bit of trouble staying focused there because they're jumping all around the place and meeting a lot of people, and they love, that's their high. People, being around people, partying, going to social gatherings, that is a very big plus for them, and that is why they attend networking events. Again, these are good individuals to know because they can connect you with a lot of different people, and if you educate them and even reward them, for connecting you with other people, they'll keep coming back. They'll keep coming back to you, right? So social networkers are good to know. And then there is number two, the selfish networkers. Oh, I could talk all day about this, but I'm going to keep it real and short. Selfish networkers are individuals who are friendly, give you smiles, but they are only interested in getting your business card. Yep. I have been a selfish networker before. I am guilty. But I also learned how not to be a selfish networker. So, again, selfish networkers are friendly. They give you smiles, but they're only interested in getting your business card so they can introduce you to their service or product. Usually you, you can easily identify this personality because when you first connect with them, they immediately start talking about their business, and they start holding their hand out for your card. Some are even forceful with wanting you to take their marketing material. This personality normally does not know they are being selfish. Most, it's a lot, a lot of business women that are like this. They don't know that they're being selfish. They just want to hurry up and give you a card. As a matter of fact, when you're talking with them, trying to share with them what you do, a lot of the times you'll notice that they keep looking at their watch. They keep holding their hand out to you like, okay, where's your business card? Okay, that sounds good. Do you have a card? That sounds good. Do you have a card? Um, and they're walking around from person to person. After they get your card, and this is a real indicator of a selfish networker, after they get your card, zoom, they are gone, right? They are gone. They are no longer in front of you. They have moved on. And then what you realize is that, well, wait a minute. I did not get this person's business card. Did they even tell me their name? What, what happened? What just happened? That's an experience with the selfish networker. And I used to be really good. I could, I, I could easily go to a networking event and come back home with like 100 cards. If it was a, a large conference or gathering, it was no big deal for me to come back with 100 cards. But the problem was is that I realized that I wasn't getting anywhere doing that because just because you gather a lot of cards doesn't mean you're supposed to enter those people into the computer in your, in your list. Why? It's because permission to do that. And as a result, they are not going to pay attention to what you have coming in the e-newsletter. 
Okay, that's the first mistake that a lot of people are making. So being a selfish networker, I would say that the majority of business women are when they start businesses. Um, and, and for even those who have been in business for longer than five years, many are selfish networkers. They're only concerned with what they need to get, sale for their business, but they're not necessarily concerned with sowing a seed of blessing into the life of another person by sharing resources or, or listening intently on who they are, what they do, and how they might be able to help. And so if you are a selfish networker or if you are guilty of this particular personality type, well, you can always make a change and, and change things around. I think you'd be pleasantly surprised at what starts happening. Here's number three, unselfish networkers. Well, unselfish networkers are individuals who will normally show a genuine interest in what you have to say about your business. These are the people that arrive early at the networking events. You can't tell the difference between them and the person who is actually running the event because they are helpful. They are very helpful there. They, they introduce you to other people that they don't even know. They just met them themselves. But you would never know it because they have such a genuine interest in connecting you with the other people. They will be very honest and upfront to let you know that they can or cannot use your service. But they also will say, but I still want to connect with you in case I meet others who can use your services and products. They also ask your permission to share information about what they do. So unselfish networkers do this type of thing, and this is, this is the personality type that I want you to be more of because it will get you further when you pay attention and show interest in what other people have and always keep on the top of your mind, how can I help you? How can I sow a seed of blessing into your life? Here's number four, takers or sifters, okay? You thought selfish networkers was not so good to be, but this role right here, you're talking about this role, this role is really not good to be. Takers or sisters are individuals who come to an event or networking meeting for one reason and one reason only. That is, again, to collect all of the business cards and information they can from the meeting. Their intent is to be able to build their own personal network. However, they never intended from the very, very beginning on giving back to the networking organization of people that they have met. This is a very dangerous type of network, I want to let you know, because they are very good at taking advantage of others for themselves, but never want to support, refer, or contribute to the well-being of another's business or life. Beware of takers and sifters. I'm, I've never been guilty of this one. I've never been a taker, and I've never been a sifter. Um, as a matter of fact, because I run a business women's networker, network. I have always been very cautious to attend other people's network um, because my goal is to meet women who want to attend my stuff. So I've always been cautious not to go to other people's networking uh, events to take advantage of that in that way unless I have spoken to the network. They are not the same type of business I'm doing, and, it, and it's been permission given to me to be there. Otherwise, I won't do it, right? And so it's very, very important to examine yourself as you look at these roles, these, these personality types that I've talked about so far, uh, the social networker, the party light, right, the selfish networker, the unselfish networker, and the taker or sister. Lastly, I want to give you the fifth uh, personality type, which is the connector. 
These are individuals who enjoy meeting others and seem to be genuinely interested in hearing what you do and connecting with you and with those they think you need to know, right? They're going to connect you. Connectors continuously practice the art of unselfish networking. So the two I really want you to pay attention to as far as the personality type that I definitely want you to have would be selfish, uh, the unselfish networker and the connector. I want you to focus on those two. And then um, if you are a social networker and you have the unselfish networker personality type and the connector going on, wow, you've got the triple three. You've got the triple play, and you definitely can build a huge tribe of followers because of that um, personality type or those personality types. Now, I'm not going to cover social networking right now because that's a lot, and I'm going to go, so I'll save social networking for part three next because I have ten ways to introduce yourself to this new way of communicating online. It's not so new anymore, but I want to share it with you, and I want to give it some good time. And so, again, um, next week I will cover social networking and how that works out because I've done very well with social networking online, and I continuously add maybe about 50 to 75 new people in my life every week from social networking, and I want to show you and share with you how exactly I am doing that. And so, again, um, I'm so excited uh, that you guys are here. I hope that you are receiving good information from me today on Successful Woman Radio and that you guys have a pen and notepad and you are taking this information down so that you can implement it. Um, I got another text from someone who is asking, um, Okay, someone, I already answered that question. What's the difference between a customer and a client? No, somebody's asking how often should you go to networking events. Hands down, I believe you should go to two networking events a week. Hands down, okay? Uh, That may be a lot at the end of the month. That means eight networking events. Yep, I absolutely do because most of you are home-based solo entrepreneurs. You're trying to make it happen, and you need to build your network. So two networking events per week. One could be a, a virtual networking event online, or one, um, and one could be a live networking event offline or, you know, two live, two virtual. It doesn't matter. You need to be going to two networking events every single week, and it's going to require you to do some restructuring of your time. It's going to require you to um, really get your calendar out and carve that time out and, and, and also build your foundation. Um, definitely want you to listen to the broadcast. It's going to require you to first build your foundation and make sure that you have everything in place administratively before you really get aggressive with going out there and networking, right? Very, very key. So two networking events I'm recommending. And, of course, when you're always starting out, um, you can move slow by having one network and moving one networking event per week and then moving up to two. Um, And, you know, again, I know someone that does a networking event every other day. And this person has an incredible network. So it's based on how well you're able to manage and handle connecting with a lot of other people. So I hope I've provided you guys with good information on how to become a savvy networker, a woman in the know. Don't forget, guys, that if, um, if you've never had a power talk with me before, 
that you can automatically go to womenaboutbiz.net, click on coaching in the top menu bar, and get your free Power Talk coaching session with me where we can talk about how to start or grow your business. Don't forget about the 100K program, 100,000 women in the Women About Biz Facebook community. And that's all I have for right now. I hope that you guys have a productive and an abundant week. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.